Welcome to the Reality Revolution. Today, I want to talk about time. Time is the most valuable resource. More valuable than money. Ask a billionaire on his deathbed how much they would pay for just a few more minutes of life. Days, hours, minutes, seconds, all these intervals of time make up your life. We only have so many. In the United States, the average age is 78 years old, so that would mean we average 41 million minutes. 41 million minutes. That's all you got. In terms of human seconds, we only get 2 billion to 3 billion seconds. This comes out to about 28,000 days on Earth. And a number of those days are already gone behind you. So we want to maximize the amount of time and we want to experience time in abundance. We want a prosperity of time. Time is what we're talking about. So let's talk about how we can slow down time and how we have all the time in the world. Time is the canvas on which your entire life is painted. Time is even more valuable than money. And if you spend money, you can make it back. But you can never get your time back. That stresses us out. Most people don't have enough time. They feel worried, hurried, and overwhelmed. They're constantly fighting for a little bit of extra time. When they find a bit of free time, they don't know what to do with it. And they look for ways to entertain themselves to fill the void. It's a weird dichotomy. How you spend your time is how you spend your life. If you want to increase the quality of your life, you need to increase the quality of how you spend your time. There are two pieces to doing that. First, you want to make sure you're doing more and more of the things you enjoy. Set yourself up so you're doing mostly things you absolutely love. Do work you love. Spend your time with people you love. And do things you really enjoy. The second piece is how you're doing your activities. Let's say you have a job you love. Even though you're doing work you enjoy, you might still find yourself stressed about time. There's not enough time to get this done. I need to hurry. The boss is going to kill me if this is late. Now, if you're feeling that way, it greatly diminishes the quality of your time. Maybe you're at home with your family, which is one of your favorite ways to spend time, but you're stressed about work. You can't stop thinking about it. Or maybe you're at work and your mind is on your family and you're feeling guilty about not spending enough time at home. Either way, you're stressed about time. You're not present to the time you're spending doing what you love. The idea is to control your time so you're doing what you want to do when you want to do it. And to be present, be in the moment. The way, while you're doing whatever activities you're doing, you're enjoying them. Of course, you can't always do the things you love. I have my own business and I've set up everything so that 90% of the time I'm doing what I absolutely love. But now and then I have to do something I don't. We all do. Still, you don't have to be miserable. When you're engaged in an activity you don't love, you still have the option to change how you feel about that activity, to be present so you enjoy whatever you're doing. One of the reasons we become overwhelmed is that we have so much to do. 
in our personal lives and at work. We have so many demands on our time that we start believing the lie that there's not enough time. And we start using this belief to defend ourselves from other obligations. It's time for us to let that go. Here are some keys to time abundance. Here are four specific keys to helping you experience more time in abundance in your life. First of all, free your mind of time scarcity. What I invite you to do is instead of thinking you don't have enough time, start thinking you have an abundance of time. Stop saying things to yourself like, I don't have enough time. There's so much to do, so little time. There aren't enough hours in the day. Get rid of those thoughts. It's just like money. When I talk about prosperity and abundance, it's just like money. You don't want to have a feeling of lack with time. So let's get rid of that. Those kinds of thoughts create stress. When you're stressed, you aren't enjoying your life and you're probably not doing your best work as fast and efficiently as you would normally do. Plus, the more your mind is filled with time scarcity, the more you create a lack of time. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Instead, say things to yourself like, I have so much time and so little to do, or I have all the time in the world, which is one of the most abundant statements about time. You'll be amazed how it changes your perspective. Notice what it feels like to even imagine having so little to do and so much time. It's relieving. It's expansive. It might even be a little boring. That's okay. It's a step in the right direction. So say it with me. I have so much time and so little to do. I have all the time in the world. Just say it with me. Write it down in the comments to confirm this idea. I have all the time in the world. Another approach that can significantly reduce the feeling of being overwhelmed is to remember that even though we think we have so many things we need to do, there's only one, the one thing you're doing right now. It's all you can do. Let that sink in for a bit. No matter how many things are on your plate or on your to-do list, the one thing you're doing right now is the only thing that you can do. Be in that moment. People do their best work when they feel centered focused, guided, and connected to source. So why not start creating more space in your life so you can be present in the flow and make a bigger impact with everything you do? Second, develop patient timelines. Another time abundance strategy is to develop patient timelines. Give yourself more time to complete projects than you think you need. Most tasks tend to take a little bit longer and sometimes much longer than we anticipate. So why not give yourself a buffer zone? Let's say on Wednesday, your boss asks you to submit a report on Friday. If you think you can get it done by Thursday, then a Friday deadline is great. You have built-in buffer time. But if you think Friday is going to be cutting it close, you might check at the moment to see if a buffer is possible. Ask your boss, is there any chance we could push that due date out? Or what's the situation if I get this to you by Tuesday? Maybe you can still get it to them on Friday or even sooner, but just see if you can push the envelope a bit. You also want to balance priorities. If your boss or anyone is putting too many demands on your time, you need to say, if I'm doing that, then there's a good chance I can't finish this. Which of these is the highest priority? Which one needs to be done sooner? Sometimes both demands are urgent or there are too many to keep up with. In that case, you need help. Then see if you can get it. You don't need to be in a place of crazy pressure cooker, insane stress. 
unless for you having a lot to do is more fun. If you enjoy your job and you love being super busy, then great. Bring it on. Develop patient timelines in your personal life too. If you're going to do a project around the house, think about how long it will take you to do and then build in a buffer time. If you've ever hired a construction company to do any work for you, you know everything is going to take longer than they tell you it is. If their estimate is two weeks, it could easily take two months or longer. Contractors are notorious for underestimating how long things take. I always assume that things are going to take a little longer, maybe a lot longer than I think and allow for extra time. And once you set patient timelines and buffer time, you can always get things done quickly and move on to the next project, but you don't feel stressed and overwhelmed in the process. The third thing is to love everything you do. If you focus on doing what you love, work, projects, activities, whatever it is, you aren't going to be in a rush to get through it because you're enjoying it. If you aren't loving a certain aspect of something that you're doing, let's say it's an aspect of your job, maybe you're not good at it. We tend to enjoy things we're good at, but a lot of times we focus on what we aren't, on strengthening our weaknesses instead of strengthening our strengths. Focus on strengthening your strengths. Do what you're good at. Do what you love. If you don't like doing something and you're not good at it, find someone who is. Maybe you could outsource that work. Bottom line, find some other way to get it done. I struggled for a long time in my former business because I had a book business that mostly required a lot of purchases. I was doing individual orders and repurchasing. So for a while, I would work 18, 19 hours a day. I couldn't even sleep the full eight hours because of the amount of work that I was doing. And I didn't enjoy it. It was mindless work. It gave me a lot of time to listen to audiobooks and that kind of thing. But I just had no time to do anything else at all. And finally... I made it my intention to find somebody that could do this, that would enjoy it. And within a couple of months, I found someone that was willing to do it and I was able to pay them and it was still not a loss for my company. It gave me all the time that I had. All those 19 hours were then gone. I didn't have to do any of the work and it freed up all that time. So if you don't like it and you don't want to do it, you can outsource it. You can trust somebody to do it. Imagine enjoying your business, your job, your marriage. Imagine slowly reading yourself of the things you dread and injecting more joy and love. How much more pleasure would your life become? And if you can't rid yourself of jobs that make you cringe, that's okay. You can still find a way to love the tasks you can't get rid of. Do it with friends while listening to music or make a game out of it. I was able to find the time to do the things I didn't want to do by listening to audiobooks I was able to do that because I didn't have to necessarily focus, but there's always something you can add a little bit of sugar on top of that task that you don't want to do. You can also look for deeper meaning in doing a task. You can become present while you're doing it. Think of that as a practice in mindfulness, a meditation, and that way you can love everything you do. And sometimes doing stuff that you don't want to do that's mindless, that seems unimportant, becomes the ultimate form of meditation. In those moments, you can capture the present moment and go into that moment and you'll find that you have all the time in the world. Four, upgrade your energy sources. People don't always like to have time on their hands. When there's little stress, they get bored and fill up the hours with meaningless tasks or watching TV, which can drain energy. 
Many enjoy the stress of being busy, the chemical rush that comes from juggling too many projects or waiting until the last minute to feel motivated and focused. But when creating time abundance, we want to get rid of those negative stressors and tap into cleaner, pure forms of energy where we're coming from a place of peace. To get to that place, you want to avoid negative sources of energy. Some people get energy by arguing, creating drama, by putting themselves in situations where they're constantly needed, using drugs like caffeine or eating sugar. Those are sources of energy that come at a high cost. They don't burn clean. Instead, upgrade your energy with high quality food and water, exercising, great night's sleep, enabling you to be inspired, feel creative, get present and be guided. And being guided is the ultimate energy source. Often, when people are always busy and extremely driven, there's something emotional they're trying to avoid, an unresolved issue or feeling that they don't want to face. One person I've worked with used to say yes to everything and he'd end up doing things and going places he didn't want to because he was afraid he'd miss out on something. We got to notice what's really going on under our business. Fear of missing out, fear of boredom, fear of letting people down. Those are some of the unconscious drivers that put us in places where we waste time. Put do nothing time on your calendar. Not watch TV time, but do nothing time. Whether you set aside 10 minutes or two hours, it doesn't matter, but go to the park and just sit there. Devote the time to doing nothing. Not looking at your phone, just do nothing. Just be there. I think one of the reasons people have such a hard time with boredom is that when they're in that place, they're left with just themselves and their feelings and they have a hard time fully feeling and being present. Set the intention of being bored as much as you can for a month. Why? If you can make your life more boring, that's a good thing for a little while. Also slowing down how we do things, how we live our lives, actually speeds up the time it takes to get the results we want. Time is very warpable. I remember an interview with Steve Young, former NFL quarterback for the 49ers, who said, that in his first season, he couldn't believe how much faster everything moved in the NFL versus college football. As you get older, he said, and more experienced, the game starts to slow down and time stretches out a bit more. He said that for an NFL quarterback, there's a sweet spot, a window where you're still strong, athletic and powerful, but time is slowed down enough that you feel like you can make crisper decisions. You're a much better quarterback. Recently watching the Nuggets-Timberwolves game and... Timberwolves were getting blown out and the announcer says the Timberwolves really need to slow down and they will find greater success if they can just slow down time. So it's become a cliche in sports that if you can slow down and let time slow down that you can become more efficient. So this becomes a powerful technique not only to give you time but to do many other things. I think one of the reasons that the game might feel so much faster, be it in basketball or football, is you got so much adrenaline going. Eventually, you become more patient, relaxed, able to anticipate what's going to happen. And there's so much more excitement and adrenaline going on. It's still fun. But there's a lot more of the peaceful presence when you got better at what you're doing. And what we want is you to find that peaceful presence. Getting to that place where time warps, where your energy comes from a place of peace and heightened intuition 
you will not only need to draw on positive energy sources but you need to know how to recharge and we're going to talk a little bit about energy in a second and the kinds of energy that will give you that timelessness that you desire you want to pay attention to emotions that drain you and those that give you clean energy negative emotions such as fear obligation worry anger guilt and shame drain your energy and make time speed up the more you resolve these draining emotions the cleaner lighter and brighter your energy will be and the more time it appears that you have start thinking about what you can build into your environment or your life that will inspire you and allow you to feel to more gratitude more peace more joy what can you do to activate these high level emotions you can make changes in your life you can increase your joy and the quality of your time abundance time you fill with doing what you love surrounded by people who uplift you remember you are infinitely powerful what would you do if you had all the time in the world what would you do if you had total time freedom to do whatever you want to do with whomever you want to do wherever you want to do it where would you go what would you do who would you hang out with what would you do if you could add an extra day to your week so instead of having seven days a week you'd have eight would you catch up on all the things you need to catch up on would you sleep in would you take a day trip whatever most people would do with that day it would change their lives for a little while and then they get so used to having that extra day it would become like all the other days of the week and they'd feel just as overwhelmed as they always have why is that why is it we have total control of all seven days of the week that we can decide how much time we want to spend doing things we want to do yet we don't sure you might have a regular job working a certain number of hours a week but you have all the time in the morning before work in the evening on the weekends holidays and well days when you take off from work just because you're happy and feeling good we've got time yet often most of us fill that time with just getting things done if we have something exciting going on in our lives we're more likely to wrap our time around it instead of just surfing the web or watching tv and letting our free time pass i have been asked a hundred times brian how do you have all the time to post all these episodes I don't understand I have the time to do these episodes because I genuinely enjoy it but even then I'm constantly battling with time as we all are and here is what I found if for instance I have bought tickets to a new Marvel movie that's coming out and I need to go to the movie at four o'clock and I have a ton of work that I always do on Thursdays maybe uploading videos, recording episodes, doing editing, doing sound, and perhaps it's one of my busiest days. And normally that might take me till midnight to work. But when I have that thing that I want to do that I'm excited about, and I have that on my schedule and I can plan around it, I'll wake up and I'll get everything done before I go to the movie because I know you can always get it done and you're wasting time that you're not even aware of. Let's go a little deeper on time. Most people see the concept of time as pretty straightforward. Time is seen as linear in nature. It is a quantifiable commodity and measurable in units that delineate our existence into past, present, and future. 
These units are most commonly known as seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, or centuries, or millennia. Humanity measures its existence against these units and utilizes clocks to create the illusion of rigidity and solidity of events. Clocks, in turn, further solidify the classical Newtonian position of a material world in which the universe is a machine, a universe in which mastery of the world must be undertaken in order to create desirable outcomes. Within the structure of these Newtonian laws, mind and matter are seen as separate and do not interact. Matter itself is subject to the laws, while mind being non-physical is separate from these laws. In context of this, we have a series of markers or benchmarks against which we measure our existence and particular accomplishments, finances, relationships, health, education, the history of humanity, wisdom, and many subsets within these are all regarded as being immediately related to time. This would be fine except for one thing. Time is an illusion. Mystics of nearly every ancient tradition regarded time as somewhat akin to an ocean through which we swim. We live within an ocean of time. It is all around us, and yet it passes through us at every level of our being. We are washed by the tides of time in many different directions. Our body ages with time, yet our spirit is timeless. There is a part of us that is in no way influenced by time nor subject to its unfolding. To the ancients, time is cyclical and yet expansively repetitive in like manner to the solar cycles, the lunar cycles, the digestive cycles, and so forth. The whole universe is cyclical and replete with repetitive states. These repetitive states ebb and flow in a grand evolutionary scheme that no human mind can truly grasp. There is an interconnectivity across these cycles where an earlier equivalent of the same cycle comes forth but brings with it new blossoms of possibility. Yet we must not think of this as a cycle of set time, such as 5,000 years in which we all simply reincarnate to do the same thing again and again. No, rather cyclical time is deeper and more profound. From the quantum perspective, there is no certainty at all. Everything is a possibility and all possibilities truly do exist at some level within the infinite limitless expanse of the dream. One of these possibilities, expanding beyond quantum fields of realization, is that which lies outside of creation. That which lies outside can be considered to be the dreamer. The dreamer is the one that conceives of time and space and all the illusionary possibilities that propagate the deeper illusion of the unreality we call the dream. Let me give you a simple model, a useful analogy to convey an idea of how we interact with time. Consider that there are a number of ways you can travel from New York to London. One is by air, boarding an aircraft in New York and arriving seven hours later in Heathrow. A second is by ocean voyage, traveling on a liner from the port of New York and arriving in Southampton six days later. A third, perhaps courtesy of the U.S. government, is to travel on a submarine, departing from a base somewhere near New York and arriving once again in Southampton. Here we have three different vehicles all transporting the one unit of consciousness, you, the intelligence that you are, across the physical space between two locations. These vehicles of travel are vehicles of consciousness. They're thought forms created within the dream to facilitate the transfer of awareness or perceptive experiences 
from one location to another. Each operates most efficiently in its own best suited medium and not in an alternate unsuited medium. The planet Earth is traveling thousands of miles an hour. But in our physical body, we are experiencing time differently than we experience it within the spirit. And so we're trying to enter into the spirit where time is elastic and moves in whatever ways that we want. But I have found that you can consolidate time if you make plans. I would say that would be the first major pillar to what we're trying to do. Make plans. Without a plan, life sort of just happens to you. But with a plan, you'll make sure your daily activities support what you want to create next week, next month, next year, at the end of your days. Your activities you will have contributed to creating and living a successful life you don't want to accidentally create your life your plan should be purposeful so your life moves in the direction you desire based on your ideal vision for yourself within those plans you need to set priorities create priorities for who you want to spend time with never take your time with your loved ones for granted or the times that you enjoy great for granted treasure every minute make time when none exists put aside your work to look into the eyes of your child for 10 minutes and really listen prioritize your time it's possible to fit your life into your time you just need to know when and where the different elements can fall into place here are some suggestions you can communicate your plans when you need to leave work to attend an important family event let your boss or co-workers know well in advance you can combine activities. Maybe you want to go for a walk on a regular basis. You want to spend time with your family. Take your family for a walk. There's lots of other examples that you can use for that. You want to meet your friends, but you also want to work out. Maybe meet your friends at the gym. But set priorities with the time that you're planning so that you're doing the things that you love and you're spending the time in the maximum way that you should. The third sort of pillar here is personality. Analyze your behavior, the time that you spend, the habits that you have, and then figure out which ones to adjust in order to support your desired direction, the plans and priorities that you've set for yourself. For instance, you might be a perfectionist and that particular aspect of your personality could slow you down. So I've found controlling perfectionism a little bit, especially for certain things, can help give you more time. The fourth pillar would be the time wasters there are people that waste your time there are things that waste your time there are different things that we have in our lives our phone our tv whatever it is and those things are time wasters they're pests so we need to figure out and identify what it is in our life that is taking away time do you spend too much time watching tv do you talk too long on the telephone do you spend too much time cleaning? Go through your day and try to figure out what it is that you're doing and are you wasting time on anything? And you can adjust and find more time by looking at that. But I just want you at a minimum at the end of this episode to start considering your time. What time you're spending, what time you're doing things, because time is the universal uniter amongst everything in existence. It is our most precious resource and yet our most undervalued. It is more valuable than money. Spending leisure time wisely is the hardest thing to do, as Bruce Lee said. You must commit to your use of time in the same way you've committed 
to your goals. Your goals will only be achieved through repeated consistent results. Time is your most valuable resource, and it should be coveted, managed, protected, and invested as wisely as our most perceived valuable resource, money. Anyone who wins the lottery or comes into a large financial windfall who also has a modicum of brains seeks financial advice. Yet, the 86,000 seconds that we're given every day, we just frivolously spend on pursuits that will never yield us return. If someone was giving me $86,400 every day, you can guarantee that I would manage and control that time so that it makes me even more time in the future. You can do everything that you want. You have more than enough time. Somebody might say to me, I just need another day in the week, or I just need 25 hours a day. If you've ever found yourself saying that, then you probably found yourself saying, I just need a little more money. The same concept behind mismanagement of money is tied behind our mismanagement of time. You can achieve absolutely everything that you want to achieve. If I were to ask everyone listening to put in the comments what they want, maybe they'll say, I want to write a book, or I want to run a marathon, or I want to start a business, or I want to invest in stocks and shares, I want to read a book a day. I guarantee you that you would be able to tell me the actions someone would need to take in order to reach those goals. So why is it so hard for ourselves to create action plans and priorities and manage our time to be able to complete our own goals and live the life that we want? Usually it's because we already have obligations and previous habits that we find either uncomfortable or difficult to break. So decide your priorities. Make a list of your priorities. Make them understandable what is most important to you. Make that list of your goals and ideas and begin to consider time. Another technique I've used is time blocks. Time blocks are 30 minute to two hour blocks of the day where we dedicate ourselves to a single task. You might say, but I need freedom to complete my tasks. People who shout that don't know what their tasks are. You're free to build your tasks into whatever order you need to. So spend as little or long on them as you want. What we tend to do is start a task and just see the rest of the day as time to complete it. So we let ourselves get distracted. We pick up our phone, we browse Facebook, we answer emails because we let ourselves get distracted for no reason other than the dopamine. Simple as that. We're still monkey brain animals that value novelty and let our chemical desire for new and shiny things dictate our actions. So we get distracted and we don't complete what we're capable of. Giving yourself uninterrupted, pure focus, deep work time is the most valuable habit that you can possess. There's no limits that you can achieve if you give yourself time. So I'm going to dedicate this time right now to doing this episode. I'm not going to check my phone. I'm not going to check my Facebook group. I'm not going to look out the window or do anything like that. I'm going to focus on that and I get it done. You can do the same thing. I'd like to briefly talk about saying no. Some people just can't say no and they lose a lot of time because people ask them to do things. So sometimes you have to learn to say no. That's the hard bit. You have to start saying no. Opportunities will come up. Those are distractions, no matter what people say. They aren't emergencies or once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. If it isn't on your plan 
today, this month, or this 12-week block, it isn't a priority. Simple as that. Emergencies don't often exist. Most of the time, they sort themselves out. Busy people love emergencies because it gives them a new goal, which they know will soon expire. We're not busy people. We're productive and effective people, and we have all the time in the world. Remember that. See time as the investment and pick your investment opportunities wisely. No one in the world wants to stand in the way of someone who has goals, someone who has priorities. It's very hard to convince otherwise. People who value their time are those who see time come back in return. A couple books I recommend that you check out. QTM, Quality Time Management by Bob Partridge is a very good description of how you can create quality time in your life. Find More Time by Laura Stack. Another great description of how to find extra time. There is some discussion by Taylor Nigel in the book Power Before Thought on how to use time and how it works, as well as Christian Mickelson on time and how it becomes abundant when we focus on it. There are a number of other resources that you can find, and there are magical solutions and mantras that I've even experimented with that have created more time in my life. I've even created sigils through my art to slow down time. Understand that time is relative and that you can slow down time if you do what you love and you create a plan, you prioritize it, you know what you're doing, and you analyze your life and understand when you're wasting time. If you begin to take these things into consideration, you will understand that you have all the time in the world. You can find all episodes of The Reality Revolution at therealityrevolution.com. And welcome to The Reality Revolution. <laughs>